0: Uh, This is our dog Buffy. She wants in on the combo. Buffy. Hi, Buffy.
1: Hi, Buffy. (laughs) Buffy can't hear us. Probably. Poor Buffy. His
0: his proud preening next to his master. (laughs) Mine does the same thing.
1: Dude, look at that 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 distinguished profile. Like.
0: Look at that mug. Look at that mug.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Cool. So, what's going on, man? How you how you been, Anthony?
2: Living the dream, man. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are we on? Month four? Month four? Month five?
1: Month four or five of what?
2: Of sustaining the of house, the
1: man. <laughs> I was kidding. I mean, I I know nothing else anymore. I just I'm not sure I'm going to remember what life was like. <laughs> the pandy is that what you called it, Charlie?
0: Yeah, totally taking that from Andrew Santino, uh, comedian. He calls it the That's... pandy, and I think it it. It kind of brings an air of it's like it's so cute sounding that kind of it's hard, it's hard to feel like boom and gloom about something yeah. all bandy, yeah. You know, that's that's kind of how I look at it.
1: So much of life is just how we uh interpret, right? How we take away from it, how we uh, I guess, our our, our mindset, the way we frame it,
0: yeah. I think so. I mean, it's clearly, I mean, I think a lot of people are dealing with this, uh poorly because I, I mean look this is just my own personal experience i joked about it with you uh-huh. i said that these moments like this make me grateful for my abusive fucked up traumatic childhood <laughs> you know because in moments like this shit hits the fan i'm like i could do this <laughs>
3: i mean i got know? this
0: a big deal no pro- i think people who've survived some horrible stuff are going through this with a little more at least a good chunk of them because yeah. they have some experience to ride on you know yeah like you're gonna tell me that somebody who, like I guarantee you, there's people out there going, I did 18 months in Afghanistan. You know, who cares if I have to stay inside and wear a mask when I go to the grocery store? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I did. I, I I've, I'm gonna talk while I do this, but that's yeah. a that's a lot of where I was saying. I I think my buddy's wife said it best. You know, military families and wives are asked to do a lot and sacrifice a lot. And most rest of us don't, you yep. know. And and when we're asked to do something like that, that's a big fucking fair, inconvenience. Yeah, yeah, you know, they it fucking, becomes ape shit because oh my gosh, I need to do something that inconveniences me for a little I'll, bit. And I was I was joking with them on another cast about how I imagine the like 1940s film reel that's going on pre movie <laughs> about love this. everybody getting together, you know, <laughs> and like you know doing the right thing and wearing masks. I mean, the messaging could have been there. Um, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, Did I send leadership. you guys that,
1: that thing that uh, the, I don't remember if I sent you that uh, list of ways to prevent the flu? It was like from 1933 or something like that. It was this great breakdown. I guess I didn't send it to you guys. I'll send it to you uh, after we get off because shit, man, it's hilarious because it's, it's some of the things that it says are uh, don't put your needs above the community and some stuff yeah. like that. Like, don't, you know, oh, one of my favorites was. Just because you don't understand the advice of the experts, don't disregard or something like that. Just because you don't understand it, and it yeah. was just like that was a different time, man. What happened to that idea of sacrifice and you know making yeah. for the better good, for the good of the, the whole the, become? On.
2: Yeah, our society turned into an individualistic society. Mm-hmm. So the the individual is is put above the needs of society because mm-hmm. everything is like me, me, me
0: um Uh, consumerism a matrixism
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly so that that's why it's become so individualistic and the community as a whole isn't viewed in the same light as other communities
1: yeah well you know what you know
0: go ahead sorry no no please i think that's an i think it's 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 one of those delicate Things about our culture that I think was necessary. We have some element of being able to make things about the individual, but for a long time we've let that just kind of
3: rule the roost. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Like I don't necessarily want to Mm -hmm. extinguish that out of, say, the American identity. I don't think anybody does. But but it's just that we haven't really. I mean, what you tell me where the voice of guys, remember you're part of the community is. You know what I mean? Maybe on on some of the. Different voices for for environmental concern, and there's more of a team. Let's do this for everybody, kind of thing. But for the most part, it's just self-in. Like what group and what their interests are, or mm-hmm. how people sort of align themselves now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's a, it's a bit it's a bit rough. I I still think I think that's almost social messaging wise because when you're talking, or at least me personally, I should say uh when i talk to my neighbors or people around me or people in my family or our friends like us it seems like there's a lot of reasonable people out there but we're just yeah. kind of all <laughs> over talking above or trying to compete with a bunch of louder voices that are just yeah. nonsensical we're, you know and I, I hate to say it but we're sort of if you remember that that couple of parents you hated when you were kids that you were like you could have showed up at your friend's house and been like, "I just invented a rocket," and they would have been like, "That's nice. That's good. <laughs> like oh, we, that's cute, good. Yeah.
2: Good for you." We yeah.
0: we're sort of become those passive people where people are like, "The world is ending. Fake news." And we're like, "Okay, calm down." <laughs> you, know, you know, I feel like that's the sensible, like almost the 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 silent majority in a way. You know that 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 phrasing kind of comes to mind. I think yeah, there's a well, good it goes chunk it, of people out there that are fairly reasonable. Yeah, and it goes back to your point, Charlie. Mm-hmm.
2: Words: the people that have lived through much harsher experiences already. There's no fear, so that's why their voices aren't as necessarily "quote unquote" loud or more mm-hmm. passive because it, it's not driven by fear. It's more it's driven by logic and reason, and also too, it's not that fucking bad.
0: Or mm-hmm. just a me- and, right, right, or gratitude, like in a weird way, gratitude. Exactly. I, I kind of have had that a lot of, um, you know, I was talking to Hoptimus the other day and I said, you you know, he, I could not, uh, I wasn't trying to validate his struggle or anything, but it was just more like, I don't have that same struggle and I have to be humble to the fact that I don't know what it would be like. I can imagine that it would be really, really difficult to have a couple of kids and that kind of responsibility. Yeah. In every way, whether it's Mm -hmm. financial or whether it's just being the dad and not whatever, however you express how you're going through it in front of your kids, I don't know anything about that, you know. And in a weird way, that makes me grateful, right? You're like, hey, I'm, I'm, I count my my uh, blessings, for lack of a better word. I'm just like, you know, my wife is doing this, and with our way of life and her our way of income we're a couple of people that haven't really been impacted. Like I've seen. people. So I almost feel like, why am I going to complain? You know what I mean? Like, why am I going to be that upset? And then the other thing is, is I do a lot of things that I think there's, there's a sect of people complaining because of several inconveniences. You know, they want to go out, they want to go out and drink. They want to go out and party. They want to go to the, this fest they don't want their regular lives to be impacted and they get really angry when it's not i i mean maybe i would feel that way if i were 25 (laughs) i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say i wouldn't i'm not gonna say i wouldn't feel that way i'm not gonna put myself above that but i'm not right i cook all the time we already did Mm -hmm. we kind of had a we don't really go out and do much unless it's worth it like we, I'm not going to every dive bar in New Orleans because, hey, it's fun to be out in New Orleans, right? Yeah. But if I knew of one that I liked or something was going on, I would go out. So it's not really that different at this point. I can still wear a mask. Yeah,
1: but let me just that. say, man, like you, I get what you're saying, but you're talking about like how your life hasn't been impacted. But knowing you and the person you are, even if your life was impacted, Charlie impacted life, you would still be thinking of others. So I understand your point. Like, oh, it's maybe it's easier for you to look at it that way, but you're not giving yourself enough credit, regardless of of the impact on your life. I think you would still be thinking of others. You would still do that's your part. Nice. So that's nice. I, I get it. I, I
0: would. I mean, I would. I, I think the, the survival trauma thing comes to mind, though, because I mean, <laughs> like, quite literally, I could tell you that there were times when I was a kid where there. I could tell you a story that's totally dark and traumatic sounding, but I guarantee you, the next day I was goofing around, having fun, trying yeah. to be funny. You know what I mean? And and I think that that mechanism um, kicks in. Yeah. Even subconsciously. You know, it just, it doesn't, it takes a lot to get me to a place where I'm depressed. And I, I'll use my niece as an example. My niece is a millennial, 28-year-old with a job, just bought a new car, and she thinks her life is just terrible. You know what I mean? Like, she's in that place in her life where, she hasn't had to survive that stuff. That mechanism isn't there. Yeah. And maybe, you know, up until something like the Pandy happens, I'm like, good Shit, I've her, never bought know. a new car. Like- <laughs> <But> yeah, like- <laughs> <laughs> I've never owned a new oh, right. car. Exactly. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, a 44-year-old old man. <laughs>
0: feels bullied whenever she's around me because she'll start talking about her struggle. And I'm like, you haven't been through shit. You know, like, I'm like the old sailor. You know, like I just kind of want to rough her up a little bit, like, and that's my ongoing joke with her. And she's sort of my poster child for that generation. Is you know, I told my sister, I was like, "You're you're raising that bobcat to think she's a house cat, and you're doing her a totally mm-hmm. terrible disservice." You know, like you need to be telling her how to get out into the wild and kill shit, and she's too busy licking her fur and trying to stay comfy. You know, and that's a lot of like a great metaphor for what's the difference between. Her. Generations, yeah. I mean, like we're it makes sense, right? We're both of the same ilk, genetic code. We got the same makeup. She's got the same potential. She doesn't have the same life experience, and she yeah. hasn't. She may have those tools, but they're sort of rudimentary compared to you know what might have come about because of either a focusing on that kind of thing and pre- preparation from some other kind of guidance, or life throws you into some shit throws you into the deep end of the pool and you gotta either figure out how to swim or get to the edge or you know some sort of survival skill, I think it impacts her worse. You know, things appear super stressful. Well my younger sister, yeah. yeah.
3: It's
0: like my my dad's old southern colloquialisms, mountains and molehills, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I I just think it's a little hill and she's like it's Everest. Yeah. You know, And, and it's hard to get her to understand differently. And if I try to she feels bullied, you know, because yeah. because it comes out sounding like you don't like none of her life experiences are validated or something. And I'm like, I'm not, you know, it's like it's like it's like I keep wanting to think of kick ass where he shoots his little girl in the chest with the bulletproof vest. And he's like, no crying, no whining, <laughs> two more shots and we'll get some ice cream. <laughs> like, all right, baby doll. And he's bam, you know. <laughs> And it's like, she, that's what I'm trying to do to her. Like, I'm trying to prepare her for that kind of stuff. And she's just, you know, that's the way I, I see a lot of people who are out there just really um, overwhelmed. I think they have a lot of reason to be overwhelmed. And I also think, for whatever reason, their elements in their lives never prepared them to deal with sort of the stuff. No. Well, know? the environment,
2: too, has shifted. There's been so many studies coming out that this Internet boom and social media, even though that we are, quote unquote, more connected than we've ever been before, we are actually psychologically less connected than mm-hmm. we've ever been before. That's why the people are just suicides, lives on a screen. Exactly. Because the, the mental illness is uh, flying. The anxiety, the depression is going through the roof because we're seeing curated forms of life oh um, yeah it's bombarded oh, sure. mm-hmm. and that's yeah. why we feel overwhelmed because we're we're feeling a sense of invalidation or self-worth and that well, is skyrocketing these these levels that of what you were basically pointing to
0: people are feeling yeah. overwhelmed by things that aren't real wouldn't mm-hmm. you say that that's part of like it's almost like you have to in some way subscribe to that kind of mechanism once you start to function in social media like you because you it sort of gears you in in, through their algorithm and through what you look at and tracking what you look at it it's something we already do right as people we have it in us as kids you know you're looking at who's wearing the trendy stuff or who's got the cool thing that you're into i think now with social media it once you start operating the way that it's designed to encourage you to operate it feeds that Mindset. Oh, yeah, yeah. because we have the ability to concentrate
2: and to critical think, critical thinking too. But the biggest thing is the attention span.
0: Mm -hmm. Our attention span uh, has been
2: diminished so that we don't have the ability for deep thought, for deep concentration, and therefore then critical thinking. An, True. an analyst it's all it's all rapid now it's like well they're waiting oh my for gosh.
0: answers to be given to them almost to a point where they don't realize they didn't have anything to do with their own exactly. there's no of individual opinion very little um the way that that it, it doesn't come out the same way that we did it when we were 20 25 yeah. you know we were we were sort of figuring out who we are we are and as individuals and now figuring out who we are is now just small groups yeah right mm-hmm. are we whatever it might be that your label is. And uh, I think that that's.
1: So are you saying that like the tribalism instinct is just getting exacerbated by this?
0: I I think there's a lot of that. I also Mm -hmm. think Drew Pinsky, Dr. Drew, he's on his podcast. He's been referencing this a lot. And I think he's right. I, I stumbled across the Dunning Kruger effect phrasing and what it was like a few years ago thought it was amazingly descriptive and I use it sparingly to describe certain people often playfully or as a joke lately, that sort of cognitive dissonance and people having the Dunning Kruger effect, you know, where they, they truly do not see Mm -hmm. how they are participating in furthering a wrong answer or wrong analysis (laughs) and they completely subscribe to it. And he's, you know it's one of the things to hear somebody who's been in talk radio and is a clinical physician dealt with people in rehab and he's saying that now it's off the charts. You know, and it starts from the top without I'm not going into a political conversation, but you know, if you have somebody as a messenger encouraging people who are have a tendency to be cognitively dissident and have Dunning Kruger in terms of uh, confirmation bias. And you got a guy at the top going, no, yeah, I don't know what's true either. Do what you want to do, you know. It's like yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna feel that. So it's it's weird
2: because it goes back to the to the the lizard brain, the primal instinct that we have. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the fight or flight. Because it's easier to do something that feels "quote unquote" comfortable, even though it, it will keep us in misery and mm-hmm. suffering. Because that doing the actual work of you know. Self discovery, analyzing. Where do they learn that? Exactly. Now? Right. Look at okay. our, our our insecurities. Work on yourself. It's much easier to subscribe to an external conspiracy to avoid oh, doing sure. the work within yourself. Anything
0: that you can't have a simple exactly. answer. Like if it's a big moment, a big event, people will have a hard time believing it comes from a simple yeah. cause. Mm-hmm. They're much more likely to believe it's a grand magical miracle. Um, you know, there's some deep story, yeah. it's hard for them to believe it was a simple origin.
2: Exactly. You because
0: know? it's more scary because that's the, again, the fear. It's hard for them to, to keep... comprehend and deal and accept it. Exactly. Um, I got a book recommend for you because it kind of covers a lot of what we're talking about. Um, and I've been wanting this book for a long time. I'm not going to tell you I've read it. I've just barely cracked the surface, but I've wanted it for years. And my wife bought it for my birthday recently. It's called The Culling of the American Mind. And this is one hundred percent an investigation into the sort of the impact of widespread social media and what its impact was on the genders as adolescents. And you can they, they yeah. make a, a a a pure line graph of you seeing how that social media as girls versus boys in their teenage years and how it impacted them. And they show suicide rates going up at the mm-hmm. same rate that you see uh, that kind of interaction and and um, that permeation of social media into yeah. lives of kids like that. So it's like you take those kids from two, 20, 2008 to 2013, which is kind of the area this book covers, and you go seven years from that, and those are young adults who are Maybe QAnon conspiracy theorists yeah. now because of their deep interaction with Facebook and social media. And it's Is not that the culling of off. the
1: American mind or coddling?
0: The culling should be the co- I don't know if it's the coddling.
1: Because I found uh, the coddling of the American mind, which actually sounds closer to what you're describing, but
0: I maybe I, I got know. the word wrong on top of my head.
1: Yeah. That sounds really interesting.
0: But it, it has to do, it's clearly, you'll see it, it's clearly about social media. And it's impact on us. Sweet. We'll definitely check that out. So I can look it up on my email real quick.
1: How good intentions and bad ideas are setting up a generation for. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, It's The coddling. The failure. Of the
2: American mind.
0: Yeah. Sorry
1: about that. Cotyling oh, no, no, no. There. That sounds. That's really interesting to me because I think there's a, like a balance to be struck because obviously we and, and I think in generations to come and anyone who thinks that where we are. Which is kind of one of the problems with a lot of uh, not just political correctness, but cancel culture and people who are like mm. condemning things that came before. Anyone who thinks that where we are is the most evolved that we're going to be, and yeah. is, is just lying to themselves. Obviously, we're always going to evolve and get better. So something like this, I think there's a balance to be struck. We find because we're talking about individualism, and but mm. also community think, like trying to do the good for the the greater good. Like there's a balance, and like kids, like the way I was raised versus the way like younger generations have been raised, like there's like the hard line, but there's also that I, I think the arts and creativity should be nurtured. We should be more sensitive people. We should care about others. We should be, uh, you know, sensitive to the plight of someone less fortunate. But then there's, you know, also the, just kind of get off your ass and go to work and <laughs> get up and yeah. do, you know, do the work, you know, so both are valid, but there's gotta be a balance. Yeah.
0: I think the, um, I think the American persona, right, if you collectively, mm-hmm. has a difficult time accepting that you can't have it both ways.
1: We'll find you that balance one day. We'll be long but gone, I'm, but it'll I mean, it'll happen.
0: I, I, I don't know if that's. I mean, like to be fair, I don't know that you. I think the answer is always going to be eclectic and subjective. Mm-hmm. Sure, and that means, and that's always going to entail some amount of. Work you know that you're going to have to Put into things I don't know That you have a what it doesn't matter what side Of the fence you lie on politically or religiously or Whatever there isn't Clearly there isn't a one Answer where you get to have it both Ways you get to have everything you need True. And everything you, need, you know It's just not going to happen that way and I think that's A hard lesson when it Comes to kids who were raised With an addictive dopamine Hitting yeah. social media app That you know, gives them the kind of, you know, that that high. I imagine I don't have that, but that high I imagine is like, you know, I don't. It's not. I don't smoke weed for about two or three weeks, and then I smoke it for the first time. I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. I remember. You know, and I think that I think a lot of that is is what social media people yeah. that are addicted. My niece is like that you know you put it out there to get likes or you show something to get people's approval and i love her to death but when i show up in the house at my sister's she wants to show me her social media stuff are you serious right? i've never yeah, heard. that's like, an
1: interesting phenomenon i've never yeah, seen it's that in
0: person because i'm not i'm not i mean i've i know i'm i'm approaching a threshold where i'm going to have to deal with this differently but i've successfully for the last 10 years been absent from all social media like i haven't dealt with it i'm not on there i don't participate and when she shows you she's showing
1: you like her likes and her her comments or is she just showing you what she's posting her
0: facebook tiktok she likes you know things all all through youtube and we have some things we laugh at like uh, we both were fans of vines Mm -hmm. you know and so we'll watch old vines that are little seven-second videos of ridiculous stupidity that we'll laugh at. And, you know, that's something we can share. But that was sort of random and organic when it came about. Now, when I show up, she's just like, hey, let me show you this. And she puts her phone right in front of me. You know, or if I'm listening, if I just put on some background music, she's 28. So if I put on some background music and uh, I'm playing it at the house, she'll immediately want to come in and be like, oh my God, I want you to hear this song. It's not that... Even the song, well, I'll is give her a pass that for that, means, and I'm totally giving her <laughs> a pass. But the thing is is it's not the song she's trying to share with me? It's the approval that yeah. she's looking for from me, right? Oh, that's like not if I so had
1: di- yeah, but that's not so different from life, you know. Like forever, right? We're always looking for approval from our peers, from our 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 elders, not that you're old. But you know,
0: yeah, it looks good. Otherwise, <laughs> no, I mean,
2: yeah, but I, it's I a different intensity, right. though. Sure, it feels okay. like it's a it's a different it's a different almost drive than it was before. Because yeah, we all deal with like some sort of self worth issue in terms of acceptance from the tribe.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But on this, it's it's almost exa- like exasperated. Where it's a different level. Where I think the intensity, child, yeah. because it's so because now it's become so instant. Where now it's like if I don't get that instant hit, then it's de- it's more devastating than before. It was like well maybe I see this 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 friend next week or or you know that it was it was a much slower um, speed that we're we were dealing with before. Do you think because of
1: that slower speed we had to cultivate and find that worth on our own like within ourselves, and so that's part of that strength. That Charlie's talking about because you had to, you know, you didn't have that immediate gratification. So you're growing and giving yourself that nourishment that now people are looking for exactly, like, quick, right on the draw.
2: Because yeah, again, it, again, it's the attention span mm-hmm. because our, our, because of the way the the social media, the mechanism that's been built into mm-hmm. it, our attention span has become lessened. And therefore, as you mentioned, we don't have the concentration anymore to do deep thought, deep work. It's always being broken up. We're always, we're, we're always, Oh, let's, let's go, you know, you do the YouTube or the hyperlink. Mm -hmm. Let me click on this link. Let me click on this link. And before I'm 50 pages away from where I started (laughs) and I haven't even finished the first article that I read or even, even been able to take in the time to digest what I just read. It's like, okay, I'm done. Where's the next news news bit? Where's the next, where's the next hit? Where's the next hit? Um, it, it's just become our detention span. It's just no longer trained. It's no longer trained to 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 work out problems over a period of time. We, we're so impatient now. It's like okay, I can't figure this out in three seconds or half a minute. Like we're,
0: uh, I don't know. It, it makes it makes a statement. It's de- like the way that you're describing that experience is demonstrative of them designing it that way to work within yes. our own cycles of addiction. And uh, self reward, and because we're of a group, maybe a niche group—I don't know—that doesn't have general consensus amongst a group of strangers as a high prerequisite for validation on our opinions, we kind of can go, "I love this song," and then somebody can go, "That's a stupid song," and you're like, "Whatever, bro," <laughs> you know, kind you of move on. Yeah. Whereas with my niece, it's like, "You don't like this song?" That
1: could be crushing. Oh,
0: you know? Yeah. It's it's it's. I'm either the really odd man out who doesn't know what I'm talking about because it's got 50,000 likes. By the way, 50,000 likes sounds like a lot until (laughs) there's 300 million people living in the country.
1: (laughs) And they all have phones. Speaking of mechanisms, though, just like on a more tactile note, uh, someone pointed this out to me or I might have read it someplace just in passing. Do you guys notice that the refresh motion on a phone or tablet is similar to cranking a... Slot, slot machine, machine. Yeah, yeah you pull down and it gets that refreshed that's that's intentional
2: oh I'll yeah push. and that's what's sinister now because yeah we sinister we, the, the claim yeah the claim yeah. could be made before where they didn't know these companies tech companies stumbled upon they didn't know what they were making mm-hmm. which is which is which is valid they didn't understand what it was facebook was mm-hmm. but now they do understand and that's why These updates, what they've built and iterated on, was to keep the attention on Mm -hmm. whatever it is that they have. So they are purposely designing. Oh man,
1: you're sounding kind of conspiracy like. I don't know. Well, that's the thing.
2: We have to understand that that's our our commodity. Mm -hmm. That's so much more valuable. Your attention is a commodity.
1: Hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah
2: that I, that I, is what you people trade in gold now is the ability to keep and retain your attention span and that's yeah. what is being physically like that's what the these teams are building they're building to retain like you said the the lever anything that you any feature that's built now is specifically designed to to harness that
0: i imagine a boardroom <laughs> in <like> facebook <laughs> where a guy walks scene. in and goes boardroom. goes like The American persona is disappointed with itself, and we're going to take advantage on how to milk Mm. everything out of that, right? Because then it makes it where like FOMO is the governing catalyst of all economy.
1: Oh, my God.
0: You know what I mean? Like now uh, that's what it's become. It's not about the white picket fence and the home and the American dream and I've got a family and I've covered all these points. Now it's surely, oh, what? You can't afford that? Bro, you suck. Dude, that's the subtitle of your book, FOMO,
1: the driving force. What did you say? Because goddamn, that was great. (laughs) The driving force of the American.
0: uh, Well, the American persona is disappointed in itself. Yeah. Yeah, Um, FOMO is the driving force for the millennials. It's just purely. And I'm not going to say all millennials. I think it's easy to kind of tagline them. But the ones that I see represent the worst part of the generation it seems like they should. I wish they could be inoculated for FOMO.
1: FOMO, fuel and, for know, the apocalypse.
0: I mean. <laughs> it, it, it kind of feels that way, and it, it it does. It does seem like it's an odd thing that I don't. I'm telling you, amongst people my age and amongst younger relatives, cousins that I hang out with, I have no social media presence, and to them, that is like I am. Uh, yeah, like I just You're- popped out of the desert from forty thousand years ago. Yeah. You're, you're you're their
2: modern day Thoreau. <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> you just got your little cabin. Yeah, you know, that's, so it's, right, exactly. All right, yeah. Well, you know, it's not that far off because I'm <laughs> I'm remodeling my own house, right? right. I have a, Can I just start a calling you Papa? <laughs> Dude, you should see the fascination I get from from uh, the cousins and the younger millennial kids and whatnot. I did a, a LVL uh, uh, load bearing beam. In, between two big rooms in my house to create a great room and nice i did it by myself which uh, was probably stupid <laughs> okay. I, I, But don't I don't try this at home uncle work. charlie not always it was make- a little tough yeah a little stupid i should have waited but i was impatient and i wanted to get it done but to them it was unbelievable mm-hmm. that i could build something with sticks and make it you <laughs> yeah. know yeah. stand up and look right and that's just not something that people really have a connection with on a broad scale. They don't make things. They don't build things. And I wish more people did because I think that's where I start sounding like an old gray beard, right? talking to these kids. You should build something with your hands. If you want to learn something about life, (laughs)
1: learn something about yourself, learn something (laughs) about life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's true because I I'm telling you, I look at that, uh, there's a great quote from a stupid movie that I love. If you've ever watched The Money Pit, with I love Tom it. Hanks, yes. I love The Money Pit and I love the the wise old construction general contractor at the end when the house is done and the couple is just all but divorced and he sort of sees them standing apart from each other quiet and he goes, "You know, funny thing about a house, as long as the foundation is good, Everything else can be fixed. Mm-hmm. And I love that that awesome wise man spin. And of course they think again and they want to get together and happily ever after. But that that sort of thinking of everything.
1: That's America Political right now, sir. That's how I feel. I
0: like I like the idea of teaching people how to do shit. Mm-hmm. Like or help them do shit, help them build something, help them accomplish something. even peers. Because it's something they – even guys our age, man, there are plenty yeah. of guys we know that have never actually worked on their own home. And there's something gained there that is intangible and highly valuable that comes from that, right? Mm-hmm. You, you kind of have something you can look at in the end.
1: Well, I think and, that's um, definitely very primal. That goes way, way back. I mean that's yeah. instinctual, like to build and create shelter, to – provide that it, you know
0: it's my biggest irritation with the so it's the gig economy and you know even that i'm trying to get a hold of it i think the people that i respect the most that do well at it are people who had to do well at things that took effort sweat yeah. physicality yeah. you know i get really upset when it's uh and maybe this is me being biased but when you have like a 20 year old who's never done any of that is highly successful, making a lot of money. And then they start throwing around terms like, I earned and, you know, uh, like I deserve. And you're you kind of like, sounding old. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You know, and, and I, and let me tell you why I say that. I say that from the point of view of like my niece. Mm-hmm. My niece was never thinking anything like the pandy could happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when it <laughs> happened and it's real, she's her. Suffering through it is clearly worse than mine, because of that attitude, right? Because of that, I deserve or it's never going to. Yeah, be it's entitlement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's hard for her to even think past what's yeah. right in front of her, you know. So I, 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 I don't know. I value those those life lessons, man. I don't mind being where I'm at. I honestly think Gen X is highly responsible for all of these things we don't get enough uh credit we also get we don't get a lot of the blame either but <laughs> what,
1: that's uh, what you get when you're kind of riding that in, uh, but, road. Technically
0: speaking no blame bezos, no credit bezos zuckerberg those are gen x guys those are our ilk you know and we're kind of of that group that I mean, it says a lot about us, right? We we were right there at the birth. We created social media. Mm-hmm. We were in multiple user dimensions and chat rooms, and you know, we we we're the we're the generation of four chan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Think about that. We're the generation of eight chan. You know, the the that's where all this like bo- all the good shit and all the chaos, crazy stuff. We're kind of there, and well, kind honestly, of a
1: bridge generation happen. for sure between I all think that think and just, now.
0: I think it's kind of up to us. Mm-hmm. I think we bridge the gap between boomer and millennial, not just in a, a sequence fract, but mm-hmm. we sort of have a little bit of lessons from both worlds. Mm-hmm. And they, the millennials, don't want to listen to boomers at all. I hardly want to listen to boomers, but we're, we're sort of at that place where we're going to be those people who are like, "Hey, we get that you like Facebook. We invented it. Now, let me tell you how." That works. You know, like, <laughs> And, it, and it's almost important that we be the group that reminds them of that. Like, yeah, because sure. they what? Is, pull the, pull the, world. the curtain behind, you know. Yeah. Show, show this the show. The man the, here's the wizard. The yeah. My generation gave you Facebook. Your generation gave us TikTok. Maybe you should sit down. You know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> tell us more, Uncle Charlie. I mean, I just want to sit around the campfire.
3: <laughs> please, please, Papa. right. Please another story. <laughs> there things
0: called stamps. A They're made. Oh. Put oh, them on man. an envelope. It just got
1: way You'll political. <laughs> yeah, so stamp collectors, are they thrilled to pieces right now that their their, their uh, collections are probably going to go through the roof?
0: You know, man, I don't know <laughs> who's stoked right now. I don't know anybody that's really stoked. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm stoked. I'm stoked right now to be talking to you guys.
0: <laughs> I'm talking about... I'm talking about stamp collectors or coin collectors or anybody, any of that. I think everybody's a little concerned at this point.
1: I don't know. I, we, I, our, our values and our ethics and stuff come from way back that, you know, uh, I don't know. I I think that bridging that is, is our job. You're talking about like, we're going to be the next ones in charge, but I think the the communication is going to be our legacy. Being able to take, this next step for the country, for the world, for culture, and being able to help them navigate it because we've been of both worlds, you know, a little bit Mm -hmm. older and then this new generation. And that's, that's our role.
0: Uh, Look, I am just saying, I think that there's a lot more Gen X voices that are comfortable in person to person, face-to-face conversation and disagreement.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: I think there's more in that generation that would be comfortable having those interactions than what you see out of the younger ones. The younger generation, there's a, a dating issue. There's a, there's a social interaction issue when it comes to being in person.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that is not something I'm making up. It's all over the place that people are noticing as a byproduct of social media, swiping right on dating. You know, mm-hmm. all of it is is so online focused that people have a difficulty how to communicate in real life. Yeah you know? Yeah. And exactly. I think that that's where our generation is sort of the middlemen, you know, because think about the boomers are the other side of that. Sure. The boomers are the ones who want all they want to do is shake hands and talk to you face to face. They sure. they're very uncomfortable being on Zoom or being on social media, you know. I kind of relate to both. Yeah. That's a, that's in what in I'm our, saying.
1: We come uh, of we're of both worlds and that comes with a a responsibility, I think to help guide these both generations on either side into like understanding and finding some type of ground where we can all, why can't we all just get along? I just, you know, something like that. Or just how to,
0: just how to get along, how to get
1: along, how to have a conversation. Like absolutism is not the answer. Like, let me ask you guys
0: about your high school experience. In my high (laughs) school, it's not like every little subgroup was friends, but even if we were way different. Everybody seemed to just accept that that group was over there and like all the shit kickers, as we called them when <laughs> I was in high school, you know, all the, all the shit kickers and rodeo guys and, and, uh, uh, for, you know, quarter horse guys, all the cowboys were over in that side of the, of the cafeteria yeah. and I was definitely not a cowboy, but I could go over there. Cause I knew those guys and I'd hang out with them. I
1: think that's On why we get along. I get that.
0: You know, that's, I kind of, you know what I mean? Like, I think that that is a different world than where they are now. You know, we had that ability to accept that that totally different person we don't agree with most of the time is still a friend of ours. Yeah. And I don't think you see a lot of that as much, at least I don't see a lot of that as much anymore.
1: That's a good conversation because I was just talking to my friend Nikki and she was talking about how for her kids, she has a girl going into college right now. She's 19 or something. And to her eyes, Nikki's, there are fewer lines between these cliques and these cultures mm. that, the, that the modern era has actually ushered in something of a blending that was not there when we were younger. Like you, Charlie, or like, say, for, perhaps like myself, when we were in high school, we could navigate those different cliques because of just that's that's our nature. And we are lucky mm. enough to be able to do that. You can Ferris Bueller, your way through high school because yeah. you're, you're a righteous dude. You know, but not everybody had that ability in high school. But I think that what she was saying is that that's kind of changed now. The Those hard lines that were drawn in the past are not really there as much anymore, but the hard line has now become the screen. I, and I don't know. I mean, I just think that that's worthy of discussion.
0: You know, can I, I, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is that the environment's built in like mm-hmm. college is not like, I guarantee you, I, at least I can say I guarantee. Well, she's just was, now going
1: out to college. She was a high school student, just, you know
0: but I would bet you this I would bet you that it's easier to have your click to maintain your click not in a social way and to go to say college where you know there's already a built-in group yeah and I think what what like that may be a it's not like social media is all bad mm-hmm. right like there this is good uh, likely a benefit of it it's not like that for us mm-hmm. for us going to college was like, I don't know anybody. I'm away from home for the first time. I hate my dorm room. I hate my roommate. You know, I got to figure out how to get along and, and make it good. Yeah, I, I made it less
1: than a month in the dorm. Didn't work <laughs> out for I don't me. Think I, had a, I
0: don't think I had a built in group. Right. Yeah. Whereas if I were on social media and I had a bunch of people that I was already connecting with months ahead of time, if they, if I knew I got accepted to, you know, university of Texas at Austin, and I could join a group of people, find a few people that I, my social media page algorithms sort Ooh, of I end see. with. Then you show up on campus and you already know people. You already have a click. You know, I mean, it, that's likely a positive. Mm-hmm. But there's there's also a group think that goes along with it. But think about it. If you're a parent, the parents that I know, I, I'm sure that's a positive and they're happy about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, more power to them. Yeah. The 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 flip side on that is the, the fact that the social media, the platforms
2: now though, the the concern is how much of it is being the argu- the algorithm, how much of it is curating again, like you were saying, the group tank
0: tank. Mm-hmm. So at least yeah, in our in our instances,
2: we were able to go to different groups, see maybe here opposing viewpoints, hear different arguments, but you're not seeing that with social media because mm-hmm. everything's being curated to the exact viewpoint that you assimilate to mm-hmm. and then therefore you have no other ability to think outside of that. You've never been given One, the challenge. You exactly. don't exercise that muscle. Too, right.
0: Like for anybody who's a, a, a wacky conspiracy theorist when it was our day, we'd run across those guys too, but it was a lot harder for them to get their message <laughs> out to thousands and thousands of people yeah. so they could get the five hundred that agree with them, right? It would took a lot of effort and they got a lot more rejection. It was harder to deal with rejection face to face with people, just going, not even mean rejection, just kind of like, okay, bro, whatever. (laughs) You know, let's just have a drink and you need to chill out. I mean, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. You're crazy. crazy. Exactly. And (laughs) uh, I think that that was more like it. Now that guy can put his message out and you're, you know, all of a sudden you're you're QAnon. I mean that's, yeah. that's the whole story of 4chan and 8chan, right, yeah. is making an inside joke, something that they want to change the zeitgeist on. And over – because of social media, because of that carpet bombing sort of atmosphere to it, there's enough people out there that buy into it that it can look substantiated, right? Yeah. Oh, well, like you're saying, 50,000 people. Mm-hmm. 50,000 people. All, I mean well more than that. Buy into these things, nobody's asking who those people are. Like, I, if I said 50,000 people in the United States of America believe that the QN and conspiracy theories, blah blah blah, you'd be like, Wow, 50,000 people! Now, if I said 50,000 people exclusively from trailer park communities filled with the unemployed and who have drug addiction problems believe the QN and conspiracy, suddenly that 50,000 is kind of like got an asterisk by it, right? Yeah, like, you, you don't. You, you can't buy numbers on their face. Those could be Russian numbers too, by the way. They could be any numbers. <laughs> yeah. They could be anywhere, anywhere. So, I mean, I think that that's that's a lot for – like I'm so much more um, forgiving on people who aren't aware of the fact that you have to do a lot more work to find news. You have to read. You can't watch. And I think that you have to often do oppo research and – and uh, read between the lines on several yeah. articles about the same story. They're, you know, my mom's not doing that. Um, my buddy who's got three kids isn't doing that. Yeah, You know what I mean? He's he's busy. He's overwhelmed. He wants a relief from his stressful life. And I'm not as irritated with him as I was at one point in my life. Now I'm kind of I, I, – I kind of understand a little bit, and I just try to be a little more delicate.
2: Yeah. Well, it goes to the compassion aspect of it. It's like cultivating that – regard, not not going straight to the anger and the hate because that just feeds it's into the same machine. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like understanding that their life must be such um, in a sense, hell because they are stuck in a place where they can't do the critical thinking or they're they're fearful of it, or that's why they gravitate to certain things that we might I think, oh that's that doesn't seem and right. It's because that's is their default. Trendy.
0: That's yeah. the thing I get, I get, you know, I don't, I'm so tired of hearing um. dunked, uh, you know, I dunked on him. I mean, it's oh, fun to cool. say, it, you know, or, or blue, uh, you know, uh, blast articles <laughs> that use it. Blasts, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> I <don't>, blast. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. It, it's such a waste of time. Yeah. It's such a waste of time.
2: Yeah, that's what I've been trying to look at more for myself personally is to to, to bring more of that compassion aspect of it to just understand that these people are suffering, they're hurt, they're scared. Um that's why they lash out the way they do. That's that's why they they behave the way they do. It's because it's it's again it's coming from a place of fear, not a place of reason, and understanding that that fear is yeah. is, is is what's sad is, is that they're stuck in that place that they can't get out of there or they feel that they have no recourse other than to lash out
0: and there's the exception that proves the rule i mean there are yeah. people out there who are just you know they get a high off of it for whatever reason they like being a disruptor yeah. um, in, in an unhealthy way I, i'm not defending them just saying that they, they prove that a lot of other people are more decent about it yeah because they're out there just getting glee you know but yeah somehow that became uh you know okay you know like yeah. I, I i read something it Became that normalized made, yeah i i started I, I read a was it rolling stone there was an article about christy brinkley of all people and she makes a political statement where she says i don't need my president to be my moral leader and i kind of you know i thought it was a pretty provocative thing to say I think that's definitely a shot across the bow of the extreme other side. But I kind of put myself in a position where I was thinking about just any person in the leadership role, whether I expect them as a moral leader. And it it, it was a nice exercise because it got me to a point mm-hmm. where I, I, I at least could clarify to myself and probably in the future to other people that I'm not upset with a person who I'm not naming uh, for not being a, a moral leader, but specifically antagonistic and, yes uh, uh, specifically uh, designing uh, you, you know I, I, it's choosing to speak in a way where I'm pretty it's, confident he knows the reaction he's going exactly and, and that is the antagonism you know it's like I, yep. I don't need you to be a morally sound person but I don't need you to go spreading your lack of uh, morality around to people and encouraging it because it, it, it causes strife and that's yeah. that's and to be um, completely fair, a lot of people around me who are good people, I feel bad for them because I feel like uh, I swear I think that that there's a lot of them that have that abused wife syndrome, where like mm. she's like he didn't mean it, it's gonna be fine, and then like in the end when that divorce happens, they realize he meant it, yeah, he's got a problem, and the, you know, and, and at the end he's gonna leave them holding the bag, and he's and yeah. he's, gonna, he's gonna take advantage of them that's I feel so bad good. for those people. Because, yeah, really, uh, and that's also too explains a lot. Why, yeah, explains why a lot too why they still are able to support him
2: <clears throat>
0: because that of exactly just what you just said, or that they support people like that, right? Exactly. They, and I mean, like uh, I've I've said this many times, and my mother and I have a great friendship. Um, and there's a complicated story there, but I joke with her all the time. I, I and I have a I need to I need to post a letter from my <laughs> father. Okay, this is true. So I, I, when, when he got elected, my mom voted for him. The first thing I said to her on the phone was you fucked us. Okay. Second thing I said was, uh, that I go, you had to marry the guy four fucking times and then vote for him. Like, <laughs> because that's her story, right? She had been, she's got a litany of, of those, you know, undependable guys that were like this guy, total yeah. salesman, total charisma. And, I, you know, that that's we joke about that. I, I ribber about it all the time. We have great conversations about it. Then every now and then, uh, we find little. She finds little boxes and stuff she kept from whatever. And my father, I've always drawn parallels between my birth father and and Trump as far as personality types, how they were. She finds this letter that he sent her, well after they had been divorced, and to give you a quick quick character. type. My dad's very, my father was very smart, very, uh, charismatic, a uh, lot of energy salesman really out there trying to make money fast. Mm. My mother is a business mind, uh, uh, accountant comptroller, you know, worked in the hotel industry for a long time, has accolades, made it into who's who a business worker ass off, likes to have respect. Right. But she's more by the book, like, you know, this way. And he's more salesman this way. So, she finds this old letter, gives me this letter, and I kid you not, it looked like I, I, all the jokes I had been making about the parallels between the two men were just validated by the sheer random cap usage in sentences. I mean, like it looked like a series of Donald Trump's tweets. <laughs> the way the way yeah. that they were emphasized, the, yeah. the- the, the use of the speak to, you know, once in a lifetime opportunity, that kind of stuff. And it was all him trying to get her to have, uh, allow him access to people that oh. work for her so he could get them involved. Could, yeah. Right. And some sort of pyramid scheme or some shit like that. And he would never understand why she wouldn't do that, you know, and you can imagine. So, like, when it would be like once in a lifetime, it was all caps in the middle of a sentence randomly i mean this is trump isms i say them all through his letter i mean i just showed it to her i put it right back in her face like see you voted for the guy you married several times and were never uh it was never worth the bet that guy always yeah. let mm-hmm. me high and dry that guy always took advantage that guy all you know how do you not learn this lesson and yeah it's it's a weird thing but it's like it's almost uh the way I make myself laugh about it is I think about little romantic movie taglines like "You don't get to choose who you love." Like I always feel bad for them, like <laughs> that. that. Like they don't get to choose that they love him. They just didn't. It chooses them. <laughs> yeah, it chooses them, and it's the only way I can forgive them and not think, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> you know, just get irritated. I'm like, oh,
1: you know, that's paper. some really good advice, man. I'm really gonna think about that the next time that I'm kind of anguishing over that whole scenario. I'm like, well, they don't get to choose who they love. Well, will make me feel a little better. I'll, I'll be able to sleep at night because now. I, I mean,
0: Thanks. crazy, But there's a, there's some people who just aren't awake on that level, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not kidding you. And I I draw, I make jokes. Like You said Ferris Bueller earlier, right? Mm-hmm. I have said this on another one of your podcasts about Ma- Matthew Broderick referencing the character of Ferris Bueller as being a monster and somebody that oh, you yeah. wouldn't want. Oh, as an adult right
1: yeah
3: as as he aged he would not be a good
0: guy like this is who we this is that that personality that we kind of love in this country and that we loved as kids and that that last generation had a bunch of examples of whether it was john wayne a thousand times over there's always this ridiculously mannish uh approach to alpha you know leadership and that's the guy that, for some reason, they're programmed to trust. They're yeah. like, "Oh, that guy knows what to do."
1: Yeah, but I'm—I I don't want to like drag the that conversation on too long. But I, the manishness, yeah, the the masculinity thing, I never really saw with him. I don't. When I see that guy, I don't think like, "Ooh, there's a man's man." To me, no. he exudes a certain level of 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 weakness and insecurity that I don't find, I don't see strength there. Yeah. I see a bully and <laughs> I see someone who's front. But again,
2: you, you can right. see it, Mitch, you okay. can see through the veneer, yeah. the problem yeah. is it's, other people can't, and that yeah. their perception of that is what they
0: think is a man. He, he, <laughs> okay. is doing, he is doing an impression of a strong man that, yes, like he is what yes. weak men think strong men are. Yeah. Interesting. Right. And he is, he is what stupid uh, ignorant people think intelligent informed people yeah. are and so he puts that out in a way that those other people sort of identify he packages
1: yeah. it in a way that at least someone can buy it someone is, exactly. is buying it yeah. based on that outer coding
0: i yeah. also think okay. you guys sure. are probably like myself we take it for granted we probably don't look at ourselves as being i mean i know we're smart we acknowledge that we're intelligent but we don't look at ourselves as being somehow on the upper margins of the iq scale mm-hmm. but we well, i don't we, speak but for we yourself but we but, i mean, I'm just <laughs> thinking. We don't look at the mass of people as being median or lower right and that's the truth i mean mm-hmm. half the half the population well that's why
1: we are continually disappointed or or lower, we wouldn't be disappointed right? if we didn't believe that people were more capable right
0: but right well that's that's a, that's exactly what i'm getting at is about capabilities mm-hmm. right i have to I've got. I live in New Orleans. I live in a red area with a bunch of of, uh, supporters, and I've had to learn that that person is, you know, it may not be their. Like I said before, it's either the guy who's overwhelmed and doesn't know, right, and doesn't have time or can't Mm -hmm. deal with other stuff, or it's or it's a, a combination of those things, and somebody who doesn't have the comprehensive ability. To see the complicated like melange of yeah. bits and pieces out there. It's confusing and time consuming. And there's no honest broker of information for me to point to. The best person I can do is when I know that they're exclusively watching One America News and Fox News. I just go, just watch Chris Wallace. Don't mm-hmm. don't bother with anybody else. Just just watch Chris Wallace. He's your best bet for honest news. And that that will throw them for a loop because they don't they and the programs are designed this way on both on all stations. Yeah, there's not really a point where like Hannity or Maddow stops and goes, I'm not a broadcaster. I'm under no obligation to give you both sides of the story. Mm -hmm. You know, like that doesn't there's no chiron for that. They dress themselves up like they're a news show. So people think they're news. And guess what? People think they're news. So I mean that's that's where you have to be a little delicate-handed. I've had to I've had to be, or else I would have been angry at everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you, and I've you complimented
1: get, you before and told you that I think that that's very admirable. And I'm and that's where I kind of am, have recently been looking to you and to Anthony. Like he gave me some great advice and he sent me to some great links. Whereas you guys are having a little bit better luck with with dealing with and managing and navigating these seas of of frustration and anger. Like I've had a little bit harder time with it. And I appreciate you guys being there to kind of help lift me up out of it because I can definitely spiral into this, like, oh, my God, nobody is listening and I don't know how to reach them. And then there's, like, you're – look, sometimes you got to accept them for they are and just kind of point them in the right direction and then be okay with that. That was the best you could do.
0: Yeah, but I, I assume from a long memory of, of working in retail Back in the day, man, the, 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 uh, the testing group that you're exposed to, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet, uh, and I don't want to be callous here is not on the higher scale of
1: honestly, the, it's not, it's not that it's not them. <laughs> it's not them, man. You're right. Okay. No, but I'm, I'm with you. I understand what you're saying. Okay. It's, there's yeah. no, uh, you know, no message lost there. There's, I don't think you are being too <laughs> delicate, but no, it's, it's actually not, uh, them. It's, it's family. It's family and oh, people yeah. back back home that yeah. it's it's hardest for me because you're talking about people that you love, people that you care about, you know? um, that you would would do anything for, but somehow they're backing a position that is potentially harmful to the self, to to them, or to myself, or to my family, or my elderly family, and then that's that's but that's a whole other thing, but that has nothing to do with how much I want to compliment Anthony on his atomic blonde poster behind him right now. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm pretty That's pretty <laughs> like straight. impeccable
1: taste constantly with this guy. Like that was great. Did you guys watch that new? Uh, what is it, the Last Guard or what? The, her new flick on I Netflix?
0: No, I, I haven't. Yeah, I'm going to. I want to. Anthony, you have? Not yet. Oh, I've
2: read I gotta the comic, but um, I have not seen the show yet. Yeah, i want to check it out. It looks it looks pretty badass.
0: I mean, let me tell you. Uh, the way I've started it. So with most of my family, I'm very kind and patient with them. I I do get a little frustrated. I think I've gotten to the point now with my parents in a healthy way where they can sort of ask me what's going on. I tell them what's going on. I give them the most unbiased version of events and news and how to understand things. And then we don't really talk about whether they care or not about it. I just kind of, we've agreed that I'll inform them. We agree on reality and then they get to decide whether they give a shit or not. And then I just try to get them to be honest with me about how they manage stuff. You know, like uh, uh, full disclosure, right? My parents are collecting unemployment. This is 100% something I'm uncomfortable with, 100% uncomfortable with, right? And when I talked to them, when I called my mother, the first thing I said to her, because my sister was the one who told me, and we're both kind of just appalled that, but that's kind of what i was joke giving her shit about right i call her she picks up the phone i was like i know you're on unemployment and i go and you have two choices here you can tell me that you don't want to have an answer about it and we won't talk about it or you can just straight up admit that it's a grift that it's a money grab you're gonna take <laughs> what you get and fuck the man and i was like and if that's it then at least i can respect that you're honest you can tell me the truth and she goes it is what it is it's a total grift I th- uh, don't you know. say it
1: is what it is that's got new new t- <laughs> no, but uh, that's
0: her that's yeah, my mother kind of accepting embracing and I was like okay and I was able to move past it in the past the very recent past she would start trying to defend herself right yeah. and the way that I give her shit is as soon as she owned up to it I was like you're such a closet socialist I go you only <laughs> act like a you only act like a conservative I was like you want all the social program you know mm-hmm. because I want to kind of hold a mirror to their face and get them to kind of go accept i want them to accept who they are by me accepting who they are and Mm -hmm. still having fun with them about it as opposed to and and legitimately calling them out about it because the minute i start being angry appalled or hateful and this is a referencing a lot of the political diagram like climate right now when you have somebody that's trying to get a group to feel a certain way and they act appalled that group digs in mm-hmm. so yeah. in, the, in the idea of my parents if i go oh my god you're terrible people you pieces of shit they're gonna dig in they're gonna defend the life they've led and i'm a veteran and etc cetera, etc cetera, right yeah it feeds into the fear yeah if i joke and i say okay let's see that you mirror know, you're
1: holding up isn't full of there's no malice it's just yeah. honesty. It's with with yes. a pure intent. And I think that's the difference between what you would be doing in that scenario and what some others do. And that's why and it, allowed it makes me it a, a better conversation.
0: You're no good person nigga, Go collect your unemployment. How much do I need to get you to sell out on what you believe in? And like I'll go with them about that. And I was like, so all those years you guys went to church, it wasn't principles; it was just a hobby. And they're like, oh, don't say that. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's kind of what would Jesus do, right? You think Jesus would be collecting unemployment, mom? And she's like, I don't want to talk about that anymore. You know, like, and I laugh about it. But that's how I'm getting my point of view across. And then with the other ones. The thing I've started to do with people who are combative and want to debate about it, I don't debate about it anymore. And I've I've learned that you can win those arguments, but it'll cost you the relationship. Yeah. So it's not worth winning them. And then so now what I've I've kind of gotten that has weirdly been effective all stems from a joke from a guy that ended up being the hardest conspiracy theorist I would have imagined. And I don't talk to him anymore. It was the most random moment, but he had a funny fucking joke. And here's the joke first. The joke was, my wife wanted me to talk dirty to her in bed, but I'm really terrible at it, so things didn't go well. And she was like, yeah, talk dirty to me. And I said, you're so fucking stupid. I mean, you're like a full retard. You like that? And I just started laughing because it's the wrong shit that any woman – you're so stupid, right? So that's been this inside joke with my friends and I. We're just like, find any way to insert that just – Dry, pungent You're so stupid Now with people like my older cousin Who wants to argue and debate And starts laying in this "Ah, and Trump Blah blah What do you think? I just go, you're so fucking stupid man (laughs) That's it, that's all I'll say And then he'll get reactive and appalled And I'll be like, I'll laugh a little I think it's funny And then I don't explain it Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is It makes that person go Why are you saying that? what makes me stupid like they're open mm-hmm. to me telling them why i have this weird disdain as opposed to if i were to approach them and say well you know why do you think well if you look at that and if you did you read that that doesn't work that's they're they're closed off the minute but if i just go with some amount of like confidence you're so fucking stupid they'll be like like after going through the ru- the rip tide that happens immediately uh, they'll come back mm-hmm why? So, you know, they want to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 really, you mean, why would you say that? I'm surprised by it, but it, it works.
1: Well, what you're doing is you're opening up that curiosity. You're you're creating um, an opportunity judgment. where they are seeking that knowledge. They they I'm want to know now.
0: They're in their system. I'm, you're just, just, a, dude, you're just a
1: showman. You're a showman. Just just acknowledge the fact that you're just – what you're doing is you always leave them wanting more. That's like the golden rule of showbiz, man. It's like so fucking stupid.
0: I love (laughs) comedy. I like the thinking of a comedian. Sure. I think that that verbal baiting or or playing with people's reactions comes from just loving comedy Yeah. and really ultimately wanting uh, to come together with people and laugh about things in the end. I think that that's where it comes from. And I think I'm surprised to see it going that way. That works that way because these are people that are really uh, committed to what they think. Yeah, I wish right. I would have known this
1: like before I disowned me. my sister. <laughs> like I, I haven't. <laughs> I've gone like Isn't three months not talking funny to my sister. How it
0: works right? Like yeah. That, I mean, my family too, man. And it's it's one of those things where if I tried to have a semantic argument with them and it becomes competitive, oh, yeah. like I said, you. You can win that argument, but it costs the relationship. Well, I did call her it, for her
1: birthday. I mean, I I was the bigger man. I called her and I told her happy birthday, and she seemed really grateful. And I was like, okay, bye. So I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even see you next I, year. <laughs> yeah, I can, yeah, I'll talk to you next year. I just couldn't even like continue talking to her. But but uh, whatever, I'm trying to be a better yeah. person. At least uh, you know, I'm trying. I'm, I'm getting better all the time, especially talking to you guys.
0: Maybe. Yeah, If you say some next time you talk to her and you guys have a moment and she's it ever comes next up, just go, you're, just go, you're so fucking stupid sometimes. I <laughs>
1: love you. stupid. love you, away.
0: bye. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, my stepdad, I told him this joke too and told him what I've been doing. And he did it to one of his friends on the phone while yeah. I was in the house with him. He's on, you know, my father had, my stepfather had COVID, survived it. And his, his, they were. A long time ago, they were Republican delegates, if this gives you some idea of their friendship group. And so this guy he's talking to, they're on the phone, and he tells him, you know, be safe out there, man. Uh, you know, I'll talk to you later. And the guy go- – and he goes, what do you mean be safe? And he goes, well, you know, wear a mask. If you go out, it's okay. important. And the guy's like, I don't wear a mask, and goes into, like, telling him all this jargon about why he didn't believe in it. And my my, and my stepdad gives me eye contact and goes, <laughs> you know – you're a real stupid motherfucker sometimes. <laughs> it just gets real quiet. Yeah. I love you. I'll talk to you later. And, hangs <laughs> up on him. and I was like, yes, yes. Like, That's it. Perfect. And That's so, awesome. come to find out a week later, his friend calls him up and goes, You know, you really upset me <laughs> by saying I was a stupid motherfucker and hanging up the phone. And they end up having a conversation about it. And guess what? This dude's now wearing a mask. This 80 wow. year old man. <laughs> Had to have a, a longtime buddy of his say, you know, you're a real stupid motherfucker sometimes I hang up the phone. And then the guy goes, well, why would you say that? And he's like, because I lived through it. It's not fake. I yeah. it's, it I thought I was going to die. And, you know, yeah. like he goes through his story and you now he wears a mask and it's no big deal. And now his friend's like, you know what? Maybe it's real.
1: Well, I just hope that, you know, my dream is that we can, that you know, I hope that the three of us, that those of us who join here can – one day be 80 years old and call each other stupid motherfuckers <laughs> like i hope I'm, I'm i make it to 80 so that you can tell me some something that i'm doing is stupid i'm a stupid motherfucker yeah. <laughs> that's that's the dream yeah. man
0: but i mean they, they think about their friendship is it It? i think it has to come by way of friendship and i don't think we hear enough voices saying that
1: dude friendship that, is the key to so much man key friendship is the.
0: um I, I mean i need those i need those people i i i, I, ma- I laugh and i mock and i I say to the people here, I go, I go, because I'm the left coast liberal from Arizona, you do the math. Of that. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I often tell them, I go, look, I need people to run at battle when freedom's at stake, and you need a, an accurate diagnosis and your iPhone to work. We need each other. Mm-hmm. You
2: know, like, <laughs> like,
0: like, we, it doesn't work without people. both. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. It's about I teamwork. Mean, it, it, it's an extreme joke parody on the idea but the truth is we need each other we need all kinds and
3: yeah.
0: kind of need to get to a point where we can accept it you can have your opinion i can disagree with your opinion i think we need to stop getting combative offended and oh, 100%. upset yeah we don't have that skin anymore you remember when you were a kid the cut downs the wars that would go on <laughs> in elementary and junior high school, you got to remember times where you would make people cry or somebody would make somebody cry in front of you by calling them names and riding their asses down. That doesn't happen now. It's not like that, mm-hmm. like it was with kids, man.
2: Just saying. That kind of makes almost its, – it's very good dovetail with the axiom that is uh, Bill and Ted built on. Be you know, excellent to each
1: other. Yes. Party on, dudes! <laughs> Be excellent to each other. I was thinking, like, you know who's a great team? You know who works together well? Bill and Ted.
0: Bill and Ted. <laughs> Listen, you know, I have had moments of pure epiphany because of this movie, like that moment where he walks up to Socrates and is like, "All we are." <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude. Oh my like, gosh. Okay. That's funny for a million reasons, but my esoteric ass at this point was like you know we underestimate the fact that we have that kind of deep philosophy right in our spotify yeah. uh-huh. and like a, a thousand lyricists writing the meaning of what they believe life is about and socrates was just he didn't have the exposure like for him that's profound <laughs> and now it's the song he didn't have twitter, twitter. The parallel yeah. right like that's you know? that's kind of brilliant and i love the act i don't i'm telling you Socrates' reaction when he does the whole he's like oh, oh, oh,
3: oh,
0: oh. <laughs> like, I felt that. I was like oh my god because I felt like I, that's how we're talking about we're looking at the world now like if yeah. we were to show up to some millennials and be like dust in the wind dude they did that to us <laughs> Oh
1: my god yes yeah oh <laughs> so Such a great movie it is a great movie so our our, our listeners can join us uh, coming right up next on the episode in which we talk about Bill and Ted and their excellent <laughs> adventure and their eventual bogus journey and we're very excited I am losing my mind with excitement for uh, face the music coming up next on ruminations.